We are on Ksubis, the very bottom of Lamed Dalet Amabez, 34b4 in the second column. Moving on to Lamed Hayam and Aleph, 35a. And so just uh, a little bit of an introduction. We sort of began the topic in the last year, in the last class. Uh, basically, we're going to have a discussion about what happens in the following scenarios. We know about the principle of Kimle Bidrabamine. We already know about this principle. We've been discussing this the entire chapter, the entire parak, of the fact that if a person does an action which leads to two punishments, let's say either death, uh, the two punishments being the death, uh, the death penalty and an obligation to pay uh, some sort of uh, monetary obligation, um, or we will also see cases of uh, a punishment of lashes together with an obligation to pay money. <laughs> To pay money. Uh, these are actions where it leads to two different punishments. So then we say that, uh, to make a long story short, when it comes to lashes, it's a bit more complicated, but at least when it comes to uh, the death penalty and a monetary obligation, the person would receive the death penalty and would not have to pay. And so similarly, let's say when it comes to lashes, uh, let's just put it that you would re- a person would receive one of the two punishments. Usually, let's say according to according to... Uh, Rav Yochanan, uh, usually uh, lashes and not have to pay. Uh, that's in a regular case. What our Gemara now is going to be discussing is a fascinating question about, okay, that's if a person is deserving of the death penalty, or that's if a person is deserving of um, of lashes. But what happens if the person does the action, but they cannot be held accountable in court? Why can't they be held accountable in court? Because... There, there were no witnesses who gave a warning in order to be to receive the death penalty, in order to receive lashes. Uh, so there has to be a warning um, by the witnesses. If there's no warning by the witnesses, uh, so then they cannot receive, even if they do the same exact action, they cannot receive the death penalty. Nevertheless, there's a discussion, even if the person will not receive the death penalty, but they are doing, that person is doing an action which if they were to be warned, they would receive the, the death penalty. But it's the same exact action. Uh, so then maybe uh, we will still apply the principle of Kimle, which is a fascinating idea because they are not, that person is not receiving the death penalty. And yet maybe there's also an exemption on the monetary obligation, which mean, which mean that at least uh, with regards to the courts, God will, Hashem, we always have Hashem who calculates everything and will punish uh, um based on how Hashem uh, knows uh, exactly what's going on, uh, but based on our courts, there will be no death penalty. There will also be no obligation to pay, uh, to pay uh, for the for the monetary damage or for the fine. Uh, they would have no obligation to pay. And so what exactly, we'll see that this is this is a discussion. It's not so simple, but that that's really what the Gemara will be discussing right now. Would there be an exemption even in a case where the person who... Uh, did the action, they cannot get the death penalty because there are no witnesses or there were no witnesses who gave any warning. Uh, we don't have that situation where there, there's there's warning. Uh, they cannot receive the death penalty. Nevertheless, just by performing that action alone, that would cause an exemption with regards to the monetary payment. Uh, so some will see that there'll be there's going to be a discussion about this. So either we say that no, only in a situation where they actually receive the death penalty is there an exemption, which would mean... That the logic behind it is that the punishment of the death penalty sort of 
overrides the punishment of and exempts the punishment of a monetary payment. Uh, that's one way of looking at it. Alternatively, uh, one could say that no, it, there's an exemption here on the monetary obligation even in a scenario where there is no death penalty, but just by performing the action alone, which when there is warning, when there are two witnesses and when, when there is a warning, it would lead to the death penalty, there would still be an exemption on the monetary obligation. So then the way to understand that would probably be that uh, the, the action that could lead to the death penalty, that action overrides the action where uh, the person obligates themselves monetarily such that there's an exemption from the monetary payment. It's not focusing on the punishment per se, but on the action itself because it's not about getting the punishment according to some. It's not about in the end of the day receiving the punishment because we can apply this principle of Kimlay even when there is no punishment, even when it's just the action which could lead to the punishment in a different situation where there is a warning by witnesses. But in this case, there is no warning by witnesses. And nevertheless, there could be an exemption. So that, uh, that's something which is going to be discussed right now. Uh, for today's class, we will focus on Ravdimi's approach. Uh, Ravdimi, uh, uh, one, of the, one of the rabbis from the, from the times of the Gemara who went to Babel from Eretz Israel, from Israel. Uh, oftentimes, he's paired together with another rabbi named Ravin. And so we'll discuss Ravin's approach and his understanding of this uh, of this uh, discussion in the next class, but for today we'll discuss Rav Dimi. So it says the Gemara, Again, we have the positions of Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish. This will be about Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish. Tichi also Rav Dimi, Amar Rav Dimi said the following, If you have a case, where? Two different cases, where the person did an action which... Uh, was without any warning, and so, but it's an action which would, in general, lead to the death penalty if there were to be a warning by two witnesses. This is a case where there is no warning, or it's a case where it could lead to malkos to lashes. But at the same time that they perform, the, the person performs this action, they also have davar acher. They're also obligating themselves in terms of sort of sort of monetary obligation. Again, two different cases. One case is where the the action could lead to the death penalty. Not in this case because there was no warning, but it could lead in other cases. And together with that action, a person also did something at the very same time which could lead to uh, a monetary obligation. The second case is where uh, the person does an action which in in general could lead to lashes, but not in this case, and at the very same time, there's a monetary obligation. So Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Chai of Rabbi Yochanan says, Kim Lei does not apply in this case because, in both of these cases, because the person did not perform... uh, uh, d- d- does not lead to the punishment, so therefore there is no kimle. There is an obligation to pay the monetary uh, payment because we do not have an exemption in this case. Rish Lakish argues. The Rish Lakish number positive. Rish Lakish says no. There is an exemption in this case. What's the logic? Rabbi Yochanan Amr Chayev Rabbi Yochanan says there's an obligation to pay because there was no warning here. There's no punishment. Rish Lakish number positive. Rish Lakish says there is an exemption here. Because Kevin di Asrube Pater, Kilo Asrube Nami Pater. Essentially, Rich, like he says, it has nothing to do with the warning. It has to do with the action itself. Is this an action where the punishment would be death, the death penalty, or would be lashes, if that's the case? So then, even if there is no warning. Okay, and that's, that's the dispute between Rabbi Yochan and Rish Lakish according to Rav Dimi. Rav Dimi says that it applies to both of these scenarios. Again, 
where there's the in general possibility of the death penalty together with a monetary obligation. There, it, it's a, 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 a machlokas, a dispute between Rabbi Yochan and Rabbi Shlakesh whether or not there's an exemption on this monetary obligation. And then the second case is when, in general, this action would lead to lashes if there were to be a warning. In this case, there is no warning. So then would that also exempt the monetary obligation? We'll see that Ravin, Ravdimi says it applies to both of these cases. Ravin will split between these cases and say they don't have the same law, these two, these two different cases. Either way, we'll get to Ravin um, in, the next, in the next class. So a few questions on this. Asevei Reish Lakish with Lerab Yochanan. Reish Lakish, who is of the opinion that Kimlei does apply even if there is no, no death penalty uh, in this case. Reish Lakish has the following question to Rabbi Yochanan. It says, Going back to the, to the case in the Torah where we have these two people fighting and they're attacking each other. There's a pregnant woman nearby. One person uh, then hits the um, hits the pregnant woman, um, and uh, the fetus, uh, there's a miscarriage, the fetus dies. Uh, so the Pasuk says, the verse says, that if there's no death to the uh, pregnant mother, so then there's a monetary obligation. But the implication is, if there is death, so then um, then there is, there's an exemption because of this principle of Kimle, if there is, if there is death. So says Reish Lakish, my love, Asun Mamish, aren't we talking about a case here where the mother dies, i.e., regardless of whether or not the attacker is deserving of the death penalty, perhaps the attacker doesn't receive the death penalty because he wasn't warned, or whatever the case is. Maybe, uh, according, uh, let's let's say to make things simple, because he wasn't warned. Um, so, but in the end of the day, what we focus on, what the pasuk, what the verse focuses on, is the death of the mother, and not on whether or not the attacker is, is deserving of the death penalty. So we see here that there's an exemption. We apply Kimle, there's an exemption of the monetary payment of the fetus in a scenario where as long as the mother dies, even if there is no death penalty. So this, Rish Lakish says, this proves like me because uh, in the end of the day, it's not about a death penalty, but it's an action which could potentially lead to the death penalty. So Rav Yochan responds back, Lo! Din Ason, no, the verse, the Pasuk is not telling you that it's about the mother dying. It's about a Din Ason, it's about a verdict, a judgment where the attacker is deserving of the death penalty. When it says that there's there's a death, it's not focusing on the mother, it's focusing on the attacker, that the attacker is deserving of the death penalty. According to Rabbi Elfman, only when there's an actual verdict of the death penalty is there an exemption on uh, the payment to pay for the uh, for the loss the monetary loss of the fetus. Now the Gemara has Ikidami, has another version, uh, but the same exact idea, but in the opposite direction. It's Rabbi Yochanan asking on Reish Lakish now. So Esavei Rabbi Yochanan Reish Lakish, Rabbi Yochanan asks Reish Lakish, the same exact Pasuk, the same verse. The verse says, that if there's no death, so then there has to be, there's a, there's a monetary payment. Implication being that if there is a death, then there is no monetary payment because of Kimle. My love din ason. So according to Rabbi Yochanan, he says, aren't we talking about here a case where there's a judgment of the death penalty by the attacker? The attacker is deserving of the death penalty. And in that case, and in only that case, do we say there's an exemption? Do we apply Kimle? There's an exemption of the monetary payment. So Rishlachish will respond back, lo ason mamish. No, we're dealing with a case where there's just, where it's not that the person is deserving of the death penalty, but where the mother dies. When the mother dies, 
so then whether or not the attacker is deserving the death penalty, uh, because it could be a case where there was no warning, so then we still apply the principle of Kimlai, even though the attacker is not deserving of the death penalty, uh, we'll still apply the principle of Kimlai because it was an action, according to Rish Lakish. Again, it's an action which could lead to the death penalty in general, so then that would also cause an exemption from the monetary obligation for the uh, for the monetary value of the fetus. Now the Gemara has a question, has a big question um, on the case of the the Misa Umama, on the case of where uh, there is the death penalty and a monetary obligation, if that happens uh, as a result of one action, uh, Rava is going to ask a question and say that it seems to be that everybody would agree that in that case, even if it was done uh, without warning, we'll still apply the principle of Kimlai. Even Rabbi Yochanan would agree. Until now, Rabbi Yochanan argued and said, no, there's no exemption of payment uh, unless there's an actually a, a judgment of the death penalty. Rava is about to ask that, wait a minute, there's the position of uh, the Academy of Chizkiah, Debe Chizkiah, who holds that, no, that regardless of whether or not there's a warning, there will always be an exemption, at least in the case of the death penalty, of an action that can lead to the death penalty together with a monetary obligation, there will be an exemption of the monetary obligation. So let's see Rava ask uh, his question. And with this, uh, we'll conclude. Is it really true that there could be an opinion out there, i.e. Rabbi Yochanan's opinion, to say that uh, if it's just the action that could potentially lead to the death penalty, but in this case it doesn't because there's no warning, that you're going to tell me that we don't apply Kimle, that there's no exemption? Everybody holds that there's an exemption. There's this position of the Academy of Chizkia in the following Brisa that says as follows. There is a verse, there's a Pasuk, which happens to be a Pasuk in last week's uh, Torah portion in the Parsha of Parsha's Emor. It says, Umake Adam Umake Behema. There's a comparison between one who strikes really an animal, where there's a monetary obligation when one strikes an animal and uh, they, they pay the monetary damages and when they kill an animal, and also when one strikes uh, a person. It could be that, that case of striking a person. Um, either it's striking and killing a person, or it could be also um, striking and hitting a parent and causing a wound where a person is deserving of the death penalty. Uh, but either way, uh, we're comparing striking and killing an animal where there's a monetary damage, and this is the verse connects the two, the puzzle connects the two, and hitting a person where it will lead to the death penalty. And says the Academy of Chizkiah, just like when it comes to uh, hitting an animal, attacking kill, and, and, and hitting an animal to the point where the animal dies, there's a monetary obligation in that case. Whether or not one has uh, did it intentionally or not, whether or not there was a warning, if a, even if a person did it by accident, they still have an obligation to pay the monetary payment, even if it was done by accident and there was no warning. Or whether it was an intentional act or an unintentional act doesn't make a difference. If in the end of the day they hit and kill this animal, there's a there's a monetary payment that they have to pay. Or whether it has to do with whether it was a downward hit or an upward hit, which has to do with something which we'll get to uh, a little bit later. Uh, but that that really has to do with going into exile. Uh, but it's a separate issue. 
But the point is that in all these cases, you still have an obligation to pay, even if it was done unintentionally uh, and without uh, without warning. You still have to pay. In all those cases, when a person hits and kills an animal, there's still an obligation to pay, even if it was done by accident. So then, just like that's true when it comes to when a person hits an animal, the same thing is true when a person uh, hits another person. When a person strikes another person, af maka adam lo ben So too, when it comes to hitting another person, uh, where a person should get the death penalty. So the same thing applies. What does it mean the same thing applies? It cannot mean that a person is deserving of the death penalty when they hit somebody else by accident. Because then a person is not obligated, does not deserve the death penalty when they do it by accident. So it can't be what we're talking about. When it comes to hitting an animal, they're obligated to pay even when it's by accident. But when it comes to the death penalty, when a person hits somebody else, everybody agrees that there's no death penalty when a person does it by accident. So what does it mean that there's an equation when in the cases where it's done by accident between uh, hitting an animal and killing an animal where there's an obligation to pay versus hitting a person. What happens when it's by accident? So what it means is that when a person hits by accident, it, the, whether or not it's intentional or unintentional, whether it's done on purpose with warning or by accident without warning, in all cases it's the same. What's the same? That there's an exemption from payment. Whether a person gets actually gets the death penalty, there's a difference whether it's done uh, on purpose or not. But whether there's an exemption from payment, if there were to be payment at the exact same time, i.e. the principle of Kim Le'Bedrabimine, uh, so then that principle of Kim Le'Bedrabimine applies even if a person did it by accident. They did the same exact action, but they did it by accident. They did it without warning. So then, in all cases, the law, the halacha, will be the same. There will be an exemption from payment. If at the same time a person does an action where they're obligated to pay, there will be an exemption from payment. Just like when it comes to hitting an animal, the the end of the day, the obligation to pay applies whether or not it was on purpose or by accident or intentional, unintentional, doesn't make a difference. There's an obligation to pay. So too when a person uh, is deserving of the death penalty and at the same time there's a monetary obligation, in all cases there will be an exemption from payment. And that's why the, 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 the two cases are connected in the same passage to tell you this very idea that when Kimle continues to apply, there'll be an exemption from payment even if a person does an action by accident or unintentional uh, where, where they, 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 they are not being warned and they do an action which is in general deserving of the death penalty, but they weren't warned. And so in this case, there, there is no death penalty in actuality, uh, but there will still be, in all these cases, there'll still be an exemption from... Uh, payment. So says Rava, we see from here uh, that everybody should agree that there's an exemption from payment. Even Rabbi Yochanan should agree, at least in the case of uh, of the death penalty, together with a monetary obligation, there should be an exemption from payment, even if it was done without warning, even if it was done by accident. Um, and so that's that's where we will leave off with this. This is the question of Rava. Because of this question of Rava, Ravin will argue on Ravdimi, what we've discussed now is Ravdimi was the first version. In the next shir, in the next class, we'll discuss Ravin's approach based on this question of Rava, which is that everybody should agree that there should be an exemption from the monetary payment if it's a case of uh, an action which should lead to the death penalty if there is proper warning. Even if there is no proper warning, there should still be an exemption according to everybody from the monetary obligations.